This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, July 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag issues on the table in U.S.-Mexico meeting. Farmers say CFEP isn't enough. And FDA criticized on food safety testing. Biotech and produce issues hang over the Trump and AMLO meeting. President Donald Trump meets today in Washington with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, popularly known as AMLO. The topics of conversation are likely to include biotech approvals and produce inspections, according to former negotiator on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Ken Smith-Ramos tells Acropulse, the issue of agriculture will be on the table, not so much because of the entry of USMCA, but because there has been protectionist winds blowing on both sides of the border. Smith Ramos, who was Mexico's chief negotiator on USMCA, is now with Agon, an international consulting firm in Mexico. He said the U.S. is concerned about Mexico not approving biotech cottonseed imports, and Mexico is worried about tougher inspections at the border on tomato products and fears inspections could expand to other products, creating trade barriers. COVID payments help, but farmers say more is needed. 60% of farmers in a new survey said USDA's coronavirus aid payments have, quote, somewhat or completely relieved concerns about the impact of COVID-19's crisis on their income. But two-thirds, or 64% of the survey respondents, say Congress needs to pass another bill to provide economic relief for farmers this year. According to the June survey by Purdue University and CME Group, 26% of farmers say the coronavirus food assistance program payments have not helped at all. Take note, USDA has distributed $5.4 billion in CFAT payments so far, including $2.3 billion to cattle producers. Iowa continues to be the leading recipient by a substantial amount with $568 million. Be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter for a look at calls for reopening or rewriting the 2018 Farm Bill. We also have reports on prospects for rice exports to China and on the race in Kansas to succeed retiring Senator Pat Roberts. Food box deliveries near 32 million. USDA says... 31.7 million food boxes were delivered in the first round of the $3 billion Farmers to Families Food Box Program that ended June 30th. The amount is still short of the 40 million box goal for the first round, but the new total is well above the figure of 20 million USDA announced on June 23rd. USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service tells AgriPulse the agency is continuing to tabulate deliveries for the first round. AMS did not address specific claims that a controversial first-round bidder, San Antonio, Texas event planter Create-A-Date, did not fulfill the terms of its contract. Create-A-Date was not on the list of approved contractors for this program's second round. The company's founder and owner, Gregorio Palmerino, tells AgriPulse the company did fulfill its commitment for the first round and did not need an extension for the second round. Dairy program pays out, but not for long. 
Dairy producers who enrolled in the dairy margin coverage are in line to get another payment for May. USDA reported yesterday that the average margin or difference between milk prices and feed costs was 53700 that month, far below the maximum coverage level of 950. This may be the last payment for a while, however. USDA projects the June margin will likely be right at 950, and monthly margins are projected to stay well above 950 into the fall. Still, the May payment, quote, comes at a critical time for many dairy producers, says FSA Administrator Richard Fordyce. DMC, which also triggered payments for March and April, quote, has proved to be a worthwhile risk management tool providing dairy producers with much-needed financial support when markets are most volatile, he said. CHS earnings up sharply despite pandemic. The nation's top agricultural cooperative, CHS, says its net income rose 79% during the quarter that ended May 31st compared to the year before. CHS attributed the increase to the improved planning conditions this year as well as increased trade. CHS reported earnings of $97.6 million for the latest quarter, compared to $54.6 million the year before. The Minnesota-based co-op did say that there were decreased margins and volumes in the latest quarter for its renewable fuels and processing and food ingredients businesses. Those decreases are attributable to COVID-19-related demand shocks in food service and transportation sectors according to CHS. Consumer groups knock FDA on food testing. FDA is coming under fire from consumer advocates for a proposal that limits the amount of testing that has to be done by accredited labs under the Food Safety Modernization Act. Accredited testing would be required mostly for imported foods, as well as domestically produced eggs, sprouts, and bottled water. By failing to cover other domestic testing, the agency has fallen short of addressing important food safety problems as Congress intended under FSMA. That, according to the Center for Science and the Public Interest, Consumer Federation of America, and three other groups in comments submitted yesterday. On the other hand, the Food Marketing Institute, which represents supermarket chains, says FDA should, quote, develop a program that is narrowly focused on testing for certain imports and for foods with identified or suspected food safety problems. FMI says it's concerned that the proposed new enforcement tool for food testing orders goes beyond the confines of the statute and could provide the wrong incentive for testing. USDA releases guidance on biotech labeling. USDA is moving forward with implementation of the biotech disclosure law Congress passed in 2015. The Agricultural Marketing Service has now published two guidance documents for companies seeking to show their food products don't contain bioengineered ingredients. Highly refined ingredients, such as vegetable oils, are exempt from disclosure if the genetic material of a GMO crop can't be detected. Companies will have to validate the effectiveness of the refining process unless they have records proving the ingredient or food comes from a non-bioengineered crop or source, such as non-GMO soybeans. 
Once the refining process is validated, additional testing generally won't be needed to prove there's no detectable biotech material. AMS also released guidance on testing for genetic material. The mandatory compliance date for the Bioengineered Food Disclosure Standard is January 1, 2022. Here's today's He Said It. And you won't be changing the name St. Louis, will you? That's President Trump joking to Missouri Governor Mike Parson. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, July 8th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.